Divisive issues contains language unsuitable for children and adults and anyone who wants spoilers. And they're probably never going to do those Superman cat issues because Sly hates me. So just, just don't listen to this. Okay? Just don't. The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Welcome to Divisive Issues, a comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Welcome back, guys. Wow. We, we did finally it. made it to the reign of Superman. Well, guess who we're saying welcome back to as well? Superman. A Wait. Superman, not necessarily the Superman. No, Superman. Yeah, oh, there's, right. a lot, there's a lot of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So previously, Superman was dead, and then he was gone, and now there's a bunch. <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. thing better than one Superman is four. Uh, you would think so until you find out the havoc the Superman unleash on the world. This is one of those comic things that if you explain to someone, you're like, "Yeah, no, it's really cool. Superman's fighting this big, you know, guy named Doomsday, and then he dies, and then four Supermen show up, and one's a big black guy in armor, one's a little boy, one is a cyborg." <laughs> Well, this is why when uh, me and Ryan and Joe always talk about comics, we talk about Earth One Superman versus Earth Two Superman. <laughs> and uh, even though like the stories we mentioned were actually legitimately good, uh, there's something that it would turn off non-readers just by how ridiculous they sound. So Phil yeah. be like, "Fuck you, Earth One Superman. Fuck you," and you get drunk and yell at us and shit like that. Uh, I know I mentioned this on the first episode of episode, but it's still so funny to me that. Me and Phil had this conversation where he's like, these four Superman show up and it's awesome. And I'm like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's like Bizarre World uh, looking back on it. Yeah. yeah. So the premise of this story, like we hinted at, was there's more there's four Superman show up. And they're all like, we're the real Superman. And they are fighting each other over who has the title. Oh, one of them's not like that. And he's the best one. So. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll get to that because I think it's really clever what they did with yeah. that character. Yeah. So the story opens up with uh, Gang War in Metropolis. Um, these guys have huge fuck-off cannons called Toastmasters. So dumb. <laughs> I hate that name so much. And uh, like the guys with Toastmasters are like unveiling them for the first time, so they're blasting apart all these other gang- gangsters. And They're uh, like my... the biggest, stupidest 90s guns. Yeah, they really look like 90s guns. If you read X-Men with, with, uh, in the 90s of Cable and you saw his guns, imagine those guns by regular, being carried by regular people, basically. Yeah. And so basically, they're blowing the fuck out of people, and uh, the person who's selling them, uh, her name is uh, White Rabbit, is on the sideline saying, yes, my profits from these Toastmasters are going to be great. <laughs> and while these guys are having this gang war, after these guys finish the gang war, because it's fucking slaughter, because it's guys with cannons versus guys with pistols, uh, a, a guy crawls out of the rubble in the, uh, near, in the nearby construction yard as the police arrive, and he says, Doomsday, guys have Doomsday. And, and it's a big black guy. Uh, yeah, this is the big black guy uh, Phil was talking about. Yeah. So uh, me, then we cut to uh, this guy uh, in the rain tries to carjack another guy, a uh, guy with glasses. And the guy with glasses drives off in panic. And the carjacker starts firing his gun and says, hey, fuck you, man. And meanwhile, <laughs> um, and at the same time, uh, a, a, a big uh, Superman uh, like looking guy in the shadows flies out saying oh hold what you are doing I shall burn you for your sins basically he, he's just <laughs> Superman but without the red underwear on the outside and he's got cool glasses on yeah he's yeah. like 90s Superman yeah, and, yeah. He burns, and he basically burns the fuck out of this guy <laughs> yeah and the guy's just like you can't be Superman uh, he 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 helps you, but he doesn't toast him. And the Superman's like, "Oh, I have changed. I burned, went to the fire of death, and I am now the new Superman." Wow. Fuck you! Yeah, fuck you, criminal. I have been established as the Superman that burns people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then cut to um, uh, Cadmus, our oh, favorite place. God. Uh, at Cadmus, uh, the Newsboy Legion, our favorite characters. Thankfully, their their final appearance of the story as they break out the uh, Superman clone. And the Guardian shows up, and he's like, oh, where's the Superman clone? I'm... Gar- Guardian speaks for himself. He just yeah. shows up and goes, oh, something happened, and I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He and might then... as well not be in this whole series, and it would be the same. It, yes. It, it would be, be less like funny, it. I guess. And then the Superman's walking off, and uh, the newsboys are like, wow, good luck, Superboy. And goes, hey, don't ever call me Superboy. And he looks like a Superboy. He has, like, a fucking pierced earring. He's got, like, a jacket on his outside of his suit. Yeah, I love yeah. that they cloned him. 
they cloned him and gave him an earring. <laughs> yeah. He just bro- he was just born. But, uh, you know, Superman has earrings. That's what you do, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's in your DNA that when you get cloned, you also have earrings. <laughs> and he's got, like, red gloves and a leather jacket and, like, a cool belt or whatever. Yeah. I think it's a denim he's, jacket. He's very, like, hip 90s teen. I really, I like, looking back on this, I'm like, this is such a 90s comic. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. In every yeah, way. And the final Superman uh, appears at the memorial site where Superman died, the place where he flopped to Tuesday. And uh, a, a new Superman flies out and burns the plague. And people don't notice it until he flies away that it's, it's Superman, but he's a cyborg. They're like, who are you? Why are you burning that plague? And he's like, I'm Superman, but a cyborg, fuckers. And he flies off. It's like the left side of his face is the Terminator head, and the, his yeah. right arm is a robot arm, and just like his yeah. ribs and leg. Like, he's one yeah. half cyborg. Yep. And that ends our prologue. Mm, yep. Interesting. What's going to happen with all these Superman? There is a fifth Superman that it, that shows up that I can't wait to wow, get to. Wow, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, not... Maybe... Oh, I guess in this case there's a sixth... There's also Superman. a sixth one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, so, I, I can only think of five. <laughs> oh, we'll get, so, to the, we'll get to the fifth one now, uh, Daryl. Anyway, <laughs> um... This is uh, Action Comics Superman, and each each of like um, Superman's main comics, it's like Action Comics, Man of Steel, and Superman, they all follow one of the different four Supermen. Yeah, and the Cyborg Superman's Dan Jurgens, the last son of Krypton, the Visor guy, is is that Louis Simonson? That's Roger Stern. Oh, that's Roger Stern. Louis Simonson does Steel, and Carl Kessel, newcomer, does Superboy. So there's like an aurora borealis happening and this energy being wakes up in the middle of the fortress of solitude. Yep. Yep. And he like he doesn't know who he is or what he is, so he he flies around and like he he doesn't have a body, so he just phases through things. Yeah, he just sees on TV but he sees on TV that Superman's dead and he just and he hears about oh no, Superman can't be dead and he flies off. Yeah. He, yeah, and then he finds his tomb and he goes into his body. Yeah. Yeah, so now he's, like, controlling his body. Yeah. And, and he's also hurt by sunlight, so he needs to have a visor to protect his eyes so he doesn't get blinded. Yep. I actually think his costume's kind of cool. I, I, I like it, too. I like it, too. It is very, like, 90s, where it's, like, like you take the, the traditional superhero outfit, you make it, like, black, kind of, and you're like, now I'm edgy. But yeah. it's it actually looks a lot cooler. Yeah, I, well, I, me and Ryan talked about this at length, about how we, I love two-tone costumes where you have... Instead of having one solid color, so it looks just kind of too colorful, you have two tones. So you have, like, dark blue on the outside and Superman's traditional light blue on the inside. Yeah, and the thing that I think is really cool is the cape and the S on his uh, shirt are connected. So it's, like, yeah. one, like, cowl no, almost. No, that was the thing I hate most about yeah? his costume. I think it's cool. I think it's cool, too. <laughs> it's I, I voted that I was wrong on this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's got really cool yellow visors. Yeah, yeah I like the visors cool and also we didn't mention that like as this guy flies around even in the prologue when he burns people he shoots energy out of his hands which is pretty different than regular superman <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah i forgot to mention that yeah yeah he said he says when he gets his new body he's just like I've, my body i've changed for some reason i can't see sunlight like he's saying like something's different about me and now i'm different inside too somehow and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. he's also a lot more dramatic and his inner monologue is like very batman-esque yeah yeah he's more of like a batman superman who isn't a batman superman though is um Bibbo thinks back. The fifth Superman! <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Bibbo thinks back to, like, all the good that Clark has done, and he's... Well, Superman, he has no... Uh, Superman, Superman, yeah. He's not like, wow, Clark Kent was so great, great yeah. photographer. <laughs> what a great reporter. Yeah. <laughs> Bibbo is like the, like, schlubby bar owner with the heart of gold. Yeah, yeah, so he decides he needs to start helping out folks, and so he dresses up in, like, a Superman sweater, <laughs> and with these, like, uh, the boxing shorts... And he yeah. goes out to help people, and, like, in between the storylines, like, he goes around just helping. Like, one of the coolest things he does is he goes down to a pier where, like, all these homeless people are, and he hands out free food to them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, that's, like, Superman in heart, not necessarily, like, that Superman goes around delivering free food a lot, but he helps the little guy. Yeah, yeah. he's, it's like, Bibbo's the best. It's like showing yeah. how Bibbo's trying to do, like, like, what we did with the guy in the last issue where he helped, got the guy a job. Yeah. He's trying to help, be the Superman for people in any way he can. Yeah, and that also has the, t- t- out of the blue, the darkest scene of this whole arc, which is this, yes. this <laughs> woman 
shows up and she's like, oh no, if I knew you were handing out food, I wouldn't have drowned my puppies. <laughs> and she put them in a bag and dumped them into the water to drown them. So yeah. Bibble goes down to swim to save them. And out of the three, two of them die and only one lives. And he adopts and, that like, one. And Bibble like, looks at the camera and he starts crying. And he's like, I can't even save a puppy. And this happens at the beginning of the book. And yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? And when, we, we, uh, when Daryl talked about how he likes Daryl's self. I mean, the Daryl. <laughs> when I, lo- I talk about how I like myself. I was going to say, Daryl's like, like Daryl's self-deprecating nature, but uh, yeah. he likes Bibbo's self-deprecating nature, and I think it's present here, because when he fails to save the other puppies, he just thinks like, oh, can't even save a puff- puppy, you worthless old piece of crap, basically. It's but just, then he it, takes the one that survived home with him. It's great, because yeah. he, he, he feels terrible about himself, but he's still doing like so much more than like a lot of the other characters are yeah. doing, because they're kind of like being themselves still, and he's taking uh, Superman's death to heart and being like, I need to emulate Superman. Yeah. I need to emulate Christ. He probably yeah, actually, out of everyone, takes that to heart the most. Like everyone else is like, gotta get on with our lives. Yep. Or uh, and like Bibbo's the only one who's like, I need to fill that void in terms of like yeah, kindness to others. And as we'll see, the other Superman are only Superman in name. They only one of them does like a good job of trying to be Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the one that's not doing a good job of trying to be Superman, the. <laughs> Uh, the sunglasses Superman. <laughs> we'll call Seems... him the last son of Krypton. Yeah. The last son of Krypton. <laughs> Ro- just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, whatever. Visor, visor guy. I'm, I'm glad I'm not doing the, this guy's issues because I know uh, his real name. And I'm, I'm positive it's... Wait, oh, it's... it's not Superman? Oh my god, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm positive I'll let it slip by accident. I could have sworn he was Superman. I actually thought the exact same thing when we were picking who does what, and I was yeah. like, I really don't want to get, and I almost just did it this time. Yeah. Alright, so Energy Man last on a Krypton sees on the um the Fortress of Solitude TVs that there's like crime waves going around and there's all these terrible things happening, and there's like people calling out for Superman and he goes, Yes, I hear you. And so he dresses up and goes out to fight them, and his whole thing is like he stops robbers in a way that he feels is appropriate, I mean, usually by, like, lethal force. Yeah, he kills people. Again, yep. though, uh, this is some bizarre, fucked-up universe where, like, everyone is willing to murder everyone at all times. So I, <laughs> yeah. I feel so much less bad about this. It's not like it's a normal world. Like, everyone is just shooting at no, anyone. But there's there's a later instance where there's this guy robbing a bank, and he goes... It's the only time, though. ...to stop him. <laughs> he... I think he... he Kills one other person that wasn't doing something like really terrible. The contractor was was, was uh, he was uh, a shithead, but they deserved to be fucking burned yeah. alive. Just be, just because you're a criminal doesn't mean you yeah. deserve death. I agree. And when you have Superman's power set, you can stop people without killing them. Yep. Yes, which I agree. he he takes it like he takes great offense when people attack him. And like the the incident Daryl was talking about is there's a, a bank robber later on who gets stopped by him and he's and the bank robber's like all right I'm, I'm like I'm not I wasn't gonna here to hurt anyone I was just gonna steal some money I don't even like I, I was not here to kill anyone and he's like uh, fuck you I'm gonna burn your hands off or something he breaks <laughs> yeah. he breaks off the bones in his hand yeah he basically did it so he, his hands are so mangled that he has to be on pain medication for the rest of his life basically like it's yeah. so much agony for him yep. Um, while he's out going around, like, uh, saving, like, a plane that crashes, uh, he meets Lois and takes her away, and she starts talking to him about, like, his, like, how much you remember? Like, are you really, she wants to say, are you Clark? But she can't ask him if he's Clark, because then that would reveal his identity. Yeah, that'd be, like, me spoiling that this guy's not actually Clark. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So he says that he has, like, some memories of the past life, but, like, that life is gone, and he says, I'm sorry, I grieve for your loss, Miss Lane. And then he says, no, we cannot speak of this again. Things have changed. Kent is gone. And he flies off. Because yeah. he is That's... Superman 24-7 now. Yeah, what's yeah. interesting is... Um... He's doing what Phil said he should do, where you give up, you know, this, this is Phil's favorite Superman, because he gives up his personal <laughs> life to become Superman 24-7. And, and hey, that, he... That's what I wanted him to do. <laughs> and and also, he kills these asshole criminals like he should. <laughs> yeah. And Phil wonders why I call him fascist Phil. <laughs> Make Metropolis um... great again. <laughs> I also think it's interesting that every Superman from this point forward is going to meet, have a meeting one-on-one with Lois, so we all get to see how how much they know about his past life. Yeah, so, and how convincing they are to Lois. Right, and what, what does she see in this person? Are they really Superman? Are they Clark? Um, he obviously, this guy knew he was 
partially Clark Kent, I think, right? He says that. Yeah. I felt like some of those scenes got like a bit repetitive because until the next, after these four issues, the next four issues is when she starts comparing them. Because each of these is like, it happens at the same time where she's like, is this Clark? And she makes no mention of the other men when yeah, she yeah. meets them. Yeah, well, uh, some of them, uh, Man of Steel she meets later on, and I think that was a well-done scene. And I think Superboy's... Uh, We'll get into it, but I think some, some, I think I like the way they mix it up, the way they meet each other. This, this and the, and uh, Cyborg one, the other ones treated like real events. In my yeah, opinion. that's true. So uh, getting into the next story, a Man of Steel twenty two. Uh, there's a man, uh, Henry Johnson, and uh, spoilers, he's the, he's the guy that was calling out the rubble before. Okay, uh, for the record, Henry Johnson is a pseudonym. And they reveal very soon that his name is John Henry Irons. Yeah, and uh, he's and, and um, spoilers again. Uh, he's played by Shaq in the movie. He's, uh, <laughs> he's he becomes Steel. So this is basically Shaq. So imagine Shaq when you imagine his character. Also, yeah. he the coolest part about him is he and he starts out in his story arc telling some kids about the story of John Henry, the yeah. Steel Driving Man. And as a kid, I thought this was the coolest shit ever. I really <laughs> did. And as he's talking about like. The trains come in and like all these steel, like you know, he was hammering the steel tracks and all this stuff. He there's like cuts of the big giant guns from before, and it's kind of cool. The Toastmasters, this yeah. is a gang war going on nearby while Henry Irons is talking about the story. And they're the new technology coming in, just like taking over the streets, and um, they end up killing uh, innocents as well. Not just uh, poor members. poor Keith, one of his friends gets blown away. What's his name? Like yeah. Zoido or something? Yeah, <laughs> Zoid or something. Zoidberg. Zoid. Um, yeah. <laughs> Zoidberg. Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> you killed Superman. Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> uh, so, um, but Johnson uh, uh, Henry Irons uh, finds out about that Zoidberg was killed, and he's like, "No, my favorite drama character." And chases after guys, but they they're, they're fucking guys in the car, uh, gang members in the car with fucking toastmasters. So they obviously fuck uh, John. They drive him into a wall. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and he ends up in the hospital. And uh, in the hospital, uh, Keith meets meets up with him, and uh, uh, John t- John uh, tells Keith about how Superman saved him when he fell off a construction site. And he, he says he when Doomsday fought Superman, he was burned underneath the rubble because he was trying to go help Superman as he, as much as he can. But when he, when when he came close, uh, the rubble uh, Doomsday caused an earthquake and the rubble cr- crushed him. And so when he woke up, uh, basically he was so delusional because after being months buried. Uh, uh, in, in fucking darkness that months he talks, I don't think it's dark. months maybe like a couple days <laughs> months without water decades yeah. buried under the rubble with the but, fucking mole people or yeah. like <laughs> the Morlocks yeah he's yeah. the Morlocks actually and he's like he comes out in the giant frog saying doomsday guys stop doomsday <laughs> get in my mouth yeah but um, the thing that I really like about the story that he tells though is that he says like he he when Superman saved him, he was trying to save somebody else, and he fell off, like, this construction tower. Yeah. And he thinks to himself, I'll never be able to make up for my sins now. And Superman saves him. And he's like, thank you so much for saving me. And he thinks to himself, like, I have a chance to redeem whatever dark past I have. Yeah. And Superman's like, don't waste this opportunity you've been given. Yeah. And, like, I, I actually like the way they slowly ease into John Henry's backstory. I, I The John Henry Irons reading the story, I think it holds up very well. I love the, I using the mythology of, of uh, John Henry Irons, the original I agree. mythology. I love uh, because what happens is he gets he gets, comes home and he creates an Iron Man suit, becomes steel from the shack. He's movie. Iron Man, but with a hammer, and that's that's so fucking cool too because he uses a sledgehammer as his main weapon, the same way John Henry did. I fucking love that too. Just a fucking sledgehammer for weapon. And so uh, what happens is the gang tries to kill him while he's making this Iron Man armor, and he and uh, basically puts it on and saves every, saves his neighbors in this building. And one neighbor he saves a psychic, and the psychic says, "Oh, this is um, this guy was Superman. Like he, he might, obviously he doesn't sound or, or look like Superman, uh, but uh, I could tell uh, it's his, his spirit, spirit like yeah. born into a new body. Yeah, what they call it, spirit walk in or something. Yeah, basically he says like uh, when so when uh, one person's like spirit is like dead, another spirit can come in and take it over. Basically, and she it says, is like, done in a very like this lady's kind of crazy way. Yeah, like the comic isn't trying to convince you, like, no, this is the ghost of Superman. But that's that's what I like about it, though, because it's obviously it seems like such a crazy theory. But uh, out of uh, what's become blatantly clear, like this guy's the most like Superman. Yeah, so even Lois is like maybe he is Superman, like uh, in some way, like because he acts. He's the only one out of all of these that acts like Superman. Yeah, definitely. And stuff. Uh, so and I think it's cool. Cool, like I said, I think it's cool because. Obviously, Steel is the least likely to be the real Superman, but he acts the most like Superman. Which you mentioned yeah. too when he fights guys, even though he has a sledgehammer, he doesn't kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
So then, uh, meanwhile, Lois is uh, worried, uh, wondering what the fuck is this fear walking shit when uh, she meets Jeb. Jeb Bush. Jeb, Jeb Bush. Bush. And she's like, why don't you win the presidency, Jeb? Now it's your fault Trump won. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just some old fling named Jeb. Yeah. And I just, I just bring that up because one subplot in this, throughout this entire arc is that Jeb's trying to woo her uh, back. He, he and... even says, like, I'm happy being the rebound guy. Like, I, yeah. I want to bang her. Yeah, like, uh, f- forget Clark, forget Superman, just fuck me, please. Yep. And she's like, oh, Jeb. But just like the real Jeb, he comes off very desperate where he's like, please clap. Please, please date. And she's yeah. just like, I can't really vote for you. Yeah. And so Man of Steel tra- tracks down the gangbangers that killed uh, uh, Zoid. And uh, he realizes the Toastmasters are actually the weapons he made for the military. And all and he basically is like, all those deaths uh, were my fault. That, when I was reading that, I was like, wait, what? Like, this came out of nowhere. He's like, I made the Toastmasters. It's, just, it's the first time you hear his, like, weapons development past at all. Yes. Yeah, so he's just like... It's also his first issue ever, though. So it's not like it's... But that's the thing. It's, I, I didn't know because it was comics. I'm like, was this a character <laughs> I was supposed to know already? Because he, he's using a pseudonym, so... <laughs> That's why, even if this was a character you would have known, I think the way they... they like, when I read it, I, I felt like it was a new character, and I, I realized I later it, it was a new character. Though, right? Isn't this it, it is, but, that's, but I think... Even if you, I think they handled it way well the way they introduced it, because they hint that there's something dark to his past. He doesn't have his real name. And he's, when, he, when like Brian mentioned, when he's reflecting on his past, he's saying, I, I, I did a lot of shitty things, and I wanted to die. And Superman told me, don't don't stop doing this shitty stuff in your past. Try to make up for it. So they hinted, they hinted at all that stuff before. Now, uh, he yeah, realized... I just, I just figured it was more normal, not weapons development. Oh, yeah, by issue 400, I created weapons, and now I'm the guy on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so, okay. uh, the, white, the White Rabbit takes out the remaining gangbang before John Henry Irons can... Uh, Interrogates her. That's where we find out that he's John Henry Irons, and that she and knows she him. knows him yeah. somehow. <gasps> <Ooh. gasps> also, uh, White Rabbit's design is terrible. She's just like a like a half naked lady all the time. Yep, huge lips, Angelina Jolie with like white hair and big yeah. boobs. Very. I kind of like her design. At least the like we were shitting on him uh, in the last uh, Bogdanova? story. Bogdanova. I I think the way I think his art here is where it really shines because there's a lot of more action in the story. Yeah, and also, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I think, like, we might say why Rabbit's design is lame, but it's very distinctive the way he draws her. That's true. Like, I think it's worth for a character, especially for a character who's, like, a, a nameless, not a nameless, but, like, who's just a person, like a mob boss type character. The White Rabbit, I think, is very distinct and unique looking. Also, did you notice in one of the flashbacks with her, she's black? Yeah, it might just be a coloring. Yeah, maybe she's Michael Jackson syndrome. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> or it was a mistake, Sly. <laughs> All right, some uh, Superman seventy eight, Phil. All right, so this is our first appearance of uh, Cyborg Superman, besides the prologue, and he looks exactly like he sounds. Yeah, yeah. we explained it before, but he's just half Terminator. Um, I think he looks scary and pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and this issue is largely just one big uh, action scene where he's like going to get, uh, he's going to Cadmus. Um, to get Doomsday's body because he's like, oh, I can't, I can't allow this. He he says you have no idea if Doomsday is actually dead, if he can come back to life. Like you guys can't, or you could clone him, something like that. Also, uh, everything we know about Cadmus is that they're fucking useless. Yeah, and Guardian tries to stop him, but and I don't even have to say what, what how successful it is because we already know. <laughs> actually, what's funny is this whole organization's a joke because they see something flying at their screen or whatever, and they send out those fucking. 90s like wing glider guy. The wing gliders that couldn't stop Doomsday or Superman when they were <laughs> yeah. shooting them both. And they're like, go get them. They can't stop us. And he just flies past them. He doesn't even fight them. And yeah. then when he shows up to the facility, Guardian and all like their million laser things just all shoot him. And he's like, I am Superman. Give him to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he flies through the floor to where uh, Doomsday is held. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when he gets to the Doomsday door, they're like, even the original Superman couldn't get through that. And he's like, good thing I'm a metal man who can hack anything. And he opens yeah. the gate. Yeah. So we find out it's not that he's just a cyborg. His metal side can like integrate or assimilate other electronics. So he's not just Terminator, he's actually Robocop, too. Yeah, he yeah. like yeah. He actually picks up his arm, just like hacks the machine or something. 
Um, I'm also skeptical that the original Superman couldn't bust through anything Cadmus made. <laughs> Uh, like, like they're really dumb. There's, there's, probably, there's probably this, like, uh, him trying to uh, pipe himself up, the owner of Cadmus. Yeah. No, the owner of Cadmus trying to convince himself, like, he can't break through that door. <laughs> he can't break through that door. <laughs> Guardian, Guardian's going to stop him. Yeah. I'd like to think that since Superman died, Cadmus just keeps making claims, like, Superman would never have been able to do this <laughs> thing that we can do, because yeah. there's no one that can refute it. Yeah. Guardian would have been able to beat Superman if he tried, but now we'll <laughs> never know. <laughs> um, and then he just grabs Doomsday's body, um, and he's... You know, it's I, cool. I really like Jurgens' writing because when uh, yeah. the cyborg Superman sees him, he says dis- in narrative bubbles, destroyer, berserker, murderer, they never even bothered to wash my blood off, you butcher. Even death, you wear it like a badge of honor. I like that and a lot. Again, it, per- it personifies both like how people have treated Doomsday and what Doomsday was really well. Yep. Yeah, and 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 they talk. He talks about because Camus is a bunch of fucking weirdos who fucking make aliens and shit. He knows. Uh, they're not going to destroy Doomsday. They want to make yep. him to make a million Doomsday a Doomsday Army, and they're so stupid they'll probably do it and fucking kill everyone because they're fucking incompetent. He, he compares it to giving children the keys to a nuclear arsenal, and yeah. he's he like, calls Cadmus a bunch of children. And yeah. he's right, <laughs> and he's like, he's not wrong. They should have destroyed your body uh, long ago. I, I love too when he sees the Doomsday body. He's they like, have the newsboy Legion, so he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when he sees even Doomsday's body, he's like in shock. Like his eyes widen as he sees it. Yeah. But um, anyway, so he, the best thing to do with this body is fly it out into space, tie it to an asteroid. Um, again, more awesome writing. These cables will be your burial suit. And he ties them to it. Um, he leaves some, like, tracker on it in case he wakes up. Yeah, yeah why doesn't know. he throw him into the sun? That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, we'll get to that. There's a reason for that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, there is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, not, not in this story, but there is. Because he, this... like... he. He uses his computer brain to, like, plan out the trajectory. Okay, okay, Sly. Not any future story, just, like, within this story that's constructed here. First of all, the writer for this wrote that next story, so I think he had in his mind what he was, what he, what he was planning to write. Okay, all right. That That's... <laughs> Instead of throwing him into the sun, he... he analyzes a trajectory where he'll float forever never seeing a planet again yeah. <laughs> somehow he can has the whole universe in his computer brain he has, a, he has a you know computers are so much smarter than us now imagine if you were like computer superman like you'd be so <laughs> much smarter than smart us uh, okay uh and he throws him and then he meets lois lane and like when we have one of these scenes where um he goes up to her and he's like you are the first one who named me superman I, I like how he's like, oh, I am Superman. I never read him in a robot voice, but now I can't help it. Yeah, but I was about to say, because I think this is actually an emotional scene, because he, uh, he's talking about, he's actually very emotional, saying, like, I can't remember my past, you have to help me. And she's like, oh, that's very convenient, you can't remember your past, fuck you, you're not Superman. And he's like, but I remember Kent, I remember all this stuff, but just... I remember a farm in Kansas. Yeah. And, and he has a and I, it has a very emotional face, look on his face, so, like, uh, this is... Personally, when I read the story, I was convinced this was a real Superman. Like, somehow, yeah, I was too. Like, because like he's some he, he uh he, he's just a sincerity to him in this, these scenes where he's fucking trying to. Well, do, they also this. take him to Professor Hamilton, and he yeah. runs tests, and he's like, "This is definitely Superman." Yeah, 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 and and like it's actually him. The machine is Kryptonian in nature, yeah. and his DNA is the the skin part is exactly Superman's DNA. Yeah, wow. yeah. We found the right Superman, so uh, we end our story here. So yeah, so. yep. <laughs> Thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah. That was Superman. I've been Guardian. Also, I do I do love how Doomsday wakes up in space laughing. <laughs> and they even say like they say no one can hear you in space, but if we could bend the rules of science, you would hear him laughing the fuck up. I I, I, I like that line though. Uh, Dan, no, I do too. Like we said, that we uh, just to like clarify the thing about Dan Jurgens makes him really unique from the other ones is he uses a lot more narration, and uh, this is one of the issues where it really shines his narration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So now we meet everyone's favorite of the Superman. Superboy. Oh yeah! Uh-huh. It, does anyone like him the most? Can't be. I I will no. defend him. There's the, people the out there, definitely. I don't hate him, but okay. I don't like him. There's people out there that like Shadow the Hedgehog. So, <laughs> oh, the, and and I think there's, there's two ways to like the character in the story. It's the '90s. There's a '90s cliche stereotype that they're parodying here and and the actual character work they do with the characters i actually think that other writers do amazing things with him even this iteration i, 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 I would argue that the writers here do amazing things but with him. i i don't i don't hate he, he go I, I would say right here he, go, he usually goes through the most character development out of any character in the story okay i agree so let's let's start this so superboy <laughs> uh he's superman okay yeah. don't call him Superman. literally the, the cover says superboy crossed out man <laughs> So the, the the issue starts with there's like this like 
he, Superboy calls her a beautiful babe running. And there's these, like, goons that are like, We're, hey, look at this hot chick. Let's run her over with our car yeah, and I shoot love, guns at her. I love this. Again, this is like, what what psychopaths live here? <laughs> and Superboy <laughs> saves her and gives her a kiss and steals one of the bad guy's cool circular sunglasses. I mean, when you're Superman, they'll let you do anything. You know? And she <laughs> looks right at the reader and says, he's my Superman. But in some ways, he's still a boy. And it's like, yeah, like in his personality and appearance and age. <laughs> and everything that could be quantified. Yeah. yeah. He's literally like a 10 days old. <laughs> yeah. It's revealed that he's a, he says that he's a clone of Superboy. And he tells this to Lois Lane. And Lois is like, fuck this guy. Yeah. And Jimmy Olsen says like, hey, you're some kind of Superboy. And he grabs Jimmy Olsen. He's like, fuck you. I'm Superman. And that's why I like what we talked about. Like the scenes of them being Lois being repetitive. I like, this this scene is not truly like a big event. It's just a throwaway scene where he sees Lois. And says, hey, I'm Superman. She's like, fuck you. And then he sees another reporter, a hot reporter. And he's like, fuck you, Lois. I'm going to chase hot reporter instead. Basically. Yeah, it's Ta- Tana, Tana, right? Tana Moon. Tana Moon, yeah. and he kidnaps her. He's like, "You're too hot to be a reporter." I guess that's a thing. He kidnaps her, and uh, and you guys made pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is his character. He's very forceful. He really him. is, and he's just like, yeah. "I'm Superman." Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yep. So he convinces Tana to be his like exclusive like press agent or whatever. So she like puts him on his t- on her TV show. And there's even a scene that I like a lot where it's their news organization, like head, was that, what's his name, Vincent Edgelord or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> Vincent Edge, uh, father of Morgan Edge. Vincent Edgelord, <laughs> father of Morgan Edgelord before. <laughs> so Vincent Edge is like, they're like, shouldn't we treat his reporters, like, shouldn't we cover them all equally? And he's like, no, we are the news, we can make whatever narrative we want. And this is, I, I was very affected by this. <laughs> but <laughs> I was triggered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very clear that Vincent Edgelord is a, is a piece of shit uh, because yeah. uh, not only is he very clearly biased and, and manipulative of Superboy, uh, he's also sexually... He literally grabs women by the pussy. Like, he grabs uh, sexually assaults Cat Grant in an issue before. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was the one from a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, come come over for dinner, baby. Yeah. yeah. So, he... Uh, Superboy is, like, all hooked up. Like, he's like their reporter now. He has his own headset when he fights supervillains. And they and they, 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 they stage these fights for him. Like, this is, this is completely... Well, uh, Superboy uh, doesn't know this. I know, but, like, this is completely, like, unethical journalism. Like, yeah. They, they basically send them, to, send them into a, a, a gang area to revoke a fight with all the... Locals. Okay, it's not just a gang area. It's a gang area with 100 million explosives everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and buses that have spiked girders on the front. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is fucking like Mad Max. <laughs> That's what I thought when I saw this. I was like, this universe is absolutely ridiculous. It literally is a yeah. Mad Max fight scene where they have, like, literal cars with spikes and rams on them. Like giant machine guns everywhere. The whole city's like rigged to explode at any second. The guy who's in charge wears goggles. They have red <laughs> lenses, like doomsday glasses, and he has a his iron hand. Look, what does this? What does this guy do? Like, what is his job? He's, he's a criminal, obviously, but what? Like, I, I imagine him as like the like the the job like the, the final boss in the video game. Like he's, he's, yeah. waiting, he's waiting in the final boss room for somebody <laughs> to come in. And he's go throw my pits and layers. <laughs> yeah, and so Superboy beats all these guys and. It's it's shown that he's not quite as invulnerable as Superman. Like, the fire actually mm-hmm. hurts him a little bit. Yeah. He's still, like, fucking everyone's shit up. Yeah. But then, afterwards, Guardian shows up, and he's like, you did a pretty good job. I'm gonna pretend to be your mentor right here, <laughs> and then disappear. Oh, my God. This was so dumb, because he says, like, you had me looking out for you. Like, I... I, I I took out those guys. There was no, there was like poison bombs or something. <laughs> yeah, like, I they, they were gonna gas you, and you didn't notice. Yeah, this this thing that didn't happen. I I did it. I I helped. So <laughs> the it best didn't part happen. is Guardians. Like you have to be more alert. Like you have to be a better hero. And then he disappears. And then next time we see Superboy, Steel is just doing a better job at the scene. Yeah, Guardian, Guardians. Guardians. The point is because this moral is, is better implemented by Steel. He does. Yeah. What, the other thing Guardian does best, other than losing, is condescending to people. Yeah, yeah. Super. <laughs> Man, did you really have to destroy that house to kill Doomsday? <laughs> yeah. So this is when uh, Vincent Edgelord tells Tana that he's arranging the supervillains and he's going to arrange more. And she's like, you can't do that. That's unethical German, uh, German- journalism. <laughs> Germanism. Journalism. And he's like, we can't replace Superboy, but we can replace you. So get in line. Otherwise, you're fired. It's also it's crazy, too, because it's not even like unethical. Like they're making up interviews like it's like. They're like committing terrorist attacks just so yeah, they can, yeah. just like can fill them. Fill That's them. what I mean. Like Vincent Edgelord is not just like he's kind of shady. He's a piece of shit. Like yeah. he's completely immoral. Yeah, he should be arrested. 
Yeah. He should yeah. be made uh, chief strategist for the president, right? Yeah. <laughs> the last son of Krypton should burn him to death. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then we get a scene with Lex and the head of Cadmus where Cadmus is like, he's not a true clone. And then it's like, oh, what does that mean? Is he not really Superman's clone? Dun, dun, dun. End of issue. I never, yeah. I just never cared when they were like, "How cloney is he?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> it is a plot point that he's not cloney enough. It doesn't really matter until after this arc. Not cloney enough. Just... Oh, we should mention it now because, like Brian said, it doesn't matter in the story. But it turns out he's half Lex Luthor's clone. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's that's pretty good. I like. Yeah, that. I think it's actually a really cool twist because... because then the arrogance come like makes sense. And also, it's a really cool twist because it makes Superboy down himself, like his behavior. Like he thinks, like I want to be like Superman, but like. Am I actually more like like Superman than Superman? Like, am I really a piece of shit? And like, it creates, yeah. it creates a lot of tension inside himself, and I think it's a really cool. Wait, twist. why would Cadmus wanna <laughs> put Lex Luthor in? Because Lex Luthor, like, my, like Lex Luthor, keep in mind in this in this world, he's like viewed as like the, uh, he's like a peak human being. Yeah, peak human being yeah. basically. Because he's the smartest person, the richest person, and he's very physically fit. Okay, I, I Donald Trump. This yeah, doesn't Trump. this doesn't matter for the story, but it's very short, and I have to tell you because it's the coolest comic book story I know. Fuck you. So when Superboy was originally <laughs> just a, no, listen, Superboy was originally just Cadmus scientist and Superboy Superman clone, and then Jeff Johns, when he was a kid, wrote in around this time, and he's like, he should be half a clone of Lex Luthor. That's so cool. And DC was like, no, that's a dumb idea. So then Jeff Johns was like, I'm gonna work really hard and write Superman and make that canon. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, shows you kids you can be whoever you want to be even Superboy yeah. all your dumb ideas can be the best ideas DC has <laughs> alright and so after Superboy uh, Superman we jump back to uh, the Kryptonian and this issue is based, it starts with Guy Gardner reading about all the news of all the different Supermans and he's like I can't believe it like look at all these chumps that are trying to be Superman so he wants to go see them and put them in their place and so basically the whole issue is basically just Guy Gardner fighting uh, Superman and Superman basically they land in front of a bunch of gang members as Superman uh, this Superman fucks them up like totally <laughs> yeah yeah he also he does a number on Guy Gardner too like I yeah. didn't know why he was so like smooth and calm he's like wow if I didn't have my energy field up I'd be dead <laughs> <laughs> I think he says if I didn't have my shield up I would have been decapitated <laughs> yeah yeah and I think it's funny too that he had he thought so easily he could just come in and beat up this new Superman. Yeah, and uh, and the funny thing is uh, after uh, Superman like fucking murders people in front of, in front of Guy Gardner, he's like, hmm, "This guy's pretty cool." And he says like, I'm, "I'm your fanboy now, Superman. Please don't kill me." And Superman's like, "Okay." And he flies <laughs> off, and he's like, "Wait, if Guy Gardner likes me, I must be a real piece of shit. Maybe I'm doing something yeah. wrong here." Yeah, he needs yeah. to reevaluate because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, think- it's it's like it's a cool scene because like we already established that Guy Gardner. Is just uh, he always thought Superman was too much of a Boy Scout. So yeah. when he brutalizes these gang members, uh, Guy Gardner is like, "That's how you deal with criminals. Got him." Yeah. <laughs> Guy Gardner is fell in the story. I did like that the last son of Krypton wasn't just like leaning into it more. Like, yeah, Law and Order, more of this. That he he is like, wait, what is Superman? Like, is this the right way to be Superman? Yeah, yeah. The, none of these characters are like clear. Like we said, that only Steel is like really Superman, but it's not like the other ones are like bad guys. It's yeah. more like questioning different facets of Superman's character. They're all generally doing good favors. The question, the thing is, all of them feel colder or harsher or more mature than the real Superman. Like none of them yeah. have his, his spirit, except for Man of Steel. Yeah, and the only other thing that really happens in this issue is Maggie Sawyer, the cop, gets promoted to mm-hmm. heading, like, a squad of people investigating the Superman, and she gives a press conference being like, they're all, like, they're all vigilantes, we sh- we shouldn't trust any of the four of them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then uh, we get to uh, Man of Steel 23. Uh, Man of Steel uh, continues to search for uh, White Rabbit. Uh, he he uh, flies down during a gunfight with, with uh, gang members. Every yeah. single roof that you crash through has people selling giant guns in the city, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Like, every single building. Metropolis is just like a fucking infested city of crime. And <laughs> I, I, I actually uh, like handling uh, this this the crime metropolis this kind of way, where the criminals are so technologically like crazy that they can fucking wreak havoc. Because I think that's where you create an interesting challenge for Superman. Like where the, the, like Batman could never face these guys, but uh, I think it makes an interesting challenge for uh, Superman. Uh, if Batman had enough planning, he could fight him. Couldn't. Like, how could they not have taken over the, the city and, like, the state at this point and become their own little country? Because Superman was there. But that's, that's why I think it's a cool chance for Superman, because without Superman, these guys would fuck up the city so bad. And they, they say, like, now Superman's dead, we can fuck up the city so bad. Like, I think that's cool. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm on slide side. Yeah. I'll buy it. 
I'll allow it. This book <laughs> shall not be burned. So uh, while Superman Steel's fighting these guys, trying to um, knock him out, uh, Superboy flies in and he's like, "Hey, I'm Superboy. Cameras, look at me. I'm Superboy." And basically, starts dodging all the all the gun blasts without caring about the news conference behind him. And the, the Toastmasters basically. Uh, while trying to shoot the Superboy, they, they incinerate the helicopter pilot next to Lois. Yeah, <laughs> since she's she's also there reporting it. I thought that was gruesome. Yeah, the, the Daily Planet is reporting, and Lois jumps out as a fucking helicopter pilot just fucking burns up and dies. <laughs> it's really it's really gruesome. Yeah, yeah. and um, Man of Steel saves her, and uh, that's when she starts thinking like this guy is the most um, like Clark. Even though Man of Steel says like I never said I was Superman, I was just trying to tell people. Yeah. And he flies off. And Superboy's now in front of the camera. like, yeah, yeah, I'm the greatest. I'm Superboy. Fuck you all. And then uh, Man of Steel grabs him while he's in the middle of this press conference saying, you know, um, you were dangerous civilians. You weren't paying attention. And Superboy's like, you know, you're not even Superman. I'm Superman. I have well, this- the, the thing that I like about what Superboy says here is he says, like, I only did that to get their fire away from you because you're just a guy. Like, I could take it. You can't. I was trying to be a hero. Yeah. And Steel's like, yeah, but there's more than just getting in the way of fire like you didn't see what was behind you when they aimed at you 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 killed that pilot and and also and that goes back to the the street fight before because during that fight um he was very uh, haphazard to like the danger around too and that's why he was surprised by explosions and stuff around and him. i was also surprised at superboy at the scene because i expected him to be like yeah fuck you you're just a square but when he flies away hey, but he does the same thing with last son of krypton where he thinks to himself it's like i i i do think don't i i am careful but am i careful of anybody but myself like, they're skeptical of their original viewpoint. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a lot more nuanced than usual. Like, look at this cool teen character. Yeah, yeah He just tells all the adults to fuck off. I'm just surprised he's able to succeed without uh, Guardian taking out all those guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, where was Guardian here? Well, that's why the helicopter pilot died. Yeah, Guardian's not there, what happens. Well, that's why I said, like, I feel like the, the, on the surface is supposed to be, like, cliche 90s characters, but there is substance to them, all of them. And there's growth to the development in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, behind all the scenes, Lex is trying to like get control of all the all the Supermen uh, and get them under his wing. Uh, and basically, he's trying to, try to get control of uh, Steel. He, he basically tells her where White Rabbit is, and um, Steel goes to meet the White Rabbit, and he finds out that it's his ex girlfriend uh, Angora. And he's like, Angora, you're white now. What is this? You should be black. <laughs> uh, but uh, they used to internet. They used to work for military together. Until uh, Steel's uh, prototypes, weapon prototypes, were stolen to be used on civilians in a country called Korak. Iraq. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically Iraq. Iraq. Yeah. They're like, with a Q in front. Yeah. Kurak. Yep, Kurak. They've actually mentioned Kurak in Superman up to this point. Like, it has been like a Middle East stand-in for a long mm-hmm. time. It's like Latveria. Yeah, they do that a yeah. lot. I think for like they have like a stand-in for like... Uh, Somalia and stuff like that. Like countries they don't want to uh, burn or yeah, they don't want to offend with the comics, but they yeah. need to use as an example. Yeah, yeah. And I also do find that it makes it less dated. Yeah, because yeah. like you can you if it was a specific like you know country then. Well, I guess we've kind of been at war with the same countries for a really long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say, if it was Iraq... In general, still... it would have been avoidable. <laughs> in the more sane world, it would have been more dated. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it turns out, so Angora, White Rabbit, stole, steals prototypes uh, for a street. She's like, I'll, I'll offer you a cut. Uh, but he's like, no, fuck you. You're doing, ba- you're doing bad things. you got to stop doing this. And um, she takes out a Toastmaster from behind, from, from behind the couch and blasts him away. Uh, and he falls on a gas truck and it fucking explodes and Superboy's, yeah. <laughs> and Superboy's nearby and he saves uh, Steel uh, and as he does so he burns up his head indicating he's not invulnerable no, he says it's psychosomatic blisters yeah and somehow yeah. somehow Steel in a completely metal suit is okay yeah like he has yeah. some insane padding on the other side of that I, I, I really do I'm like what metal is this made of it's not Steel it's just like he's, he's gonna get in a fight with the last son of Krypton later it's like if Guy Gardner is having a problem how could this guy that makes Steel in his basement well, like, if you can make fucking yeah. cannons that can fucking blow up No, people. it's not fucking steel. This is like a, a, an Iron Man suit made out of, like, adamantium. No, Sly, Sly is right, though. He is a military-grade weapons designer. But that you can turn everyday, like, metals into... But, but he's, yeah. he's, called, he's called Man Steel, but I think it's just to invoke the Superman legacy, not... This is still material. But still, like, where is he getting... What metal is it, then? Are there fantasy metals in DC? There are no? fantasy metals, probably. I, I know Marvel has tons of them, so... Yeah, I know, like, Vibranium and Adamantium or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if DC doesn't have shit like that. Especially if they have aliens more commonly than Marvel. Yeah, he probably made it out of unobtainium. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the White Rabbit fled while, they were, while, they, while Steel was blowing up and not being hurt with his fucking Steel armor. And, uh... 
Superboy is like, oh, what's, what was up with that woman? Why why she blast you like that? And he says, like, that's the reason I, I feel bad for being harsh on you because I, I was blaming you for uh, not, causing that pilot to die. It was actually much of my fault, too, because I created the weapon. I killed him. Mm-hmm. And so they basically like, create this kinship where they're both like, we're both kind of pieces of shit sometimes. And we're try- we have to try to do better. And don't be too harsh on yourself. Just try to do better, basically. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so the next issue is another... Cyborg Superman issue, and everyone seems to hate this issue. Apparently, I don't hate it. I just I don't weird. hate it. Uh, it's it's done in a very different style where it's mostly narrative text on the side. It's literally just a person writing uh because it's Clark Kent's successor to his position writing a newspaper article about the Cyborg Superman. I think it's a cool change of pace, where it's like let let's give you dialogue, like let's push the story forward, but in the lens of this writer. But did you say you didn't like this issue, Daryl? What? No, I don't. I don't like the 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 way the events unfold is really crazy. <laughs> okay, so uh, Phil. Uh, yeah, as as always, these uh, the the bad forces in this universe are like uh, always just on the like right outside the city, just ready to blow everything up. <laughs> I saw the uh, White House in this case. Yeah, so he's writing about all these new Supermen, and in this case, yeah, there's a, a press conference at the White House or something with the ambassador from Iraq. I mean, Karak. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and um, you know classic White House attack story that you've probably seen in movies or something. It's basically White House down in a comic form. Yeah. You know, they, the limos guys bust out with... A van a van of terrorists with guns pop out and yell, For Karak! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, they go to attack the White House and look who shows up? Cyborg Superman. And... He just basically just fucks everyone up. He yeah. fucks all these terrorists up. They're just blasting him. And the White House is also has, like, uh, laser cannons on it. But it, it yeah. aims at people indiscriminately. Uh, it, no, it doesn't. It just they, He hasn't been registered as friend or foe. No, but yeah. doesn't it show them shooting the, the ambassador and the writer? Oh. Like, it's shooting around them, too. Just more bodies left behind in the wake of the Clintons. <laughs> but after the, the terrorists are dispatched, he tr- he deactivates the security by himself with his uh, technology. It's crazy too because like he's uh, they they say again here, not even the original Superman could withstand such an onslaught from the White House guns. It's more just yeah. Cadmus like blowing smoke. Up yeah, I like that they keep doing it to show you. It's like no, these Supermen are really strong. It's like not even Superman could withstand this. <laughs> but the, only, the whole point of this issue is basically after saving the president, now he has he's he's like the president endorsed Superman. And it's more than that. He he like logs into the White House like network and he downloads all the data of the world. All yeah. the yeah. data. He's like, I learned everything about all the like, all, that all means, Americans. That means he knows like the nuclear weapons code. He's basically like apocalypse where he's like superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. He touches the TV and he's like, I know all things. And it's just crazy that and then after that, like that Bill Clinton comes up and he's like, you know what? You're a good man. <laughs> and it's like you don't know you don't we don't know who this person is he's a yeah. robot literally uh, terrorists were attacking a robot flies in kills the terrorists and then downloads all of America's data and Bill Clinton's like I'm gonna hire you <laughs> well, well, he, used, he used the data to uh, stop another terrorist to talk, uh, like somebody uh, planted a bomb inside the White House and he stopped that too oh, like, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. melts the bomb yeah, but yeah, but right. still, this is a little. <laughs> it's just so it's just so extreme that how quickly that America backs this super. I think it's because uh, first of all, you had Doctor Ham. They, they know they already say like this guy has Doctor Hamilton's endorsement and stuff like that. Like they say like and they have so and they and I think I think it's because they, they they legitimately believe he's a real Superman anyway. Like they're like most people seem to be convinced he is uh, either way. But still, it goes from like just zero to a hundred. Also, is Bill Clinton a fucking morally unflappable, like reliable? I, again, I didn't say that. I just think it's crazy <laughs> that they're like that's fine if you have all of America's data to one creature in the DC universe. This is what causes him to get impeached. Yeah. <laughs> Are you joking or not? I'm joking. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's plausible. And then Cyborg Superman gives Bill Clinton, like, a cell phone that he grew out of his hand that I yeah. assume has a private email server. Yep, this isn't a bomb. Just take this, President. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's probably putting emails on this. No one will ever hack it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just don't let anyone know that this isn't the .gov email. <laughs> yeah. So, Adventures of Superman... So, in this issue, a car of, like, teens wants to meet Superboy, so they drive off a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) And he catches them and is very blasé with the car. He, like, throws it around. He's like, I'm getting to saving you. He's like, oh, no, I'm going to drop these kids into the ocean. Whoops. (laughs) Just kidding. 
And then Supergirl comes and helps him out, and he sees Supergirl's rack, and he's like, oh, no, I was chest choking. I mean, just joking. Yeah. He's ogling her, too, by the way. He's like, yeah, he's literally staring right at her boobs, or technically the emblem on her chest. Technically her skin, because she's a shapeshifter. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, this is just raisin goo. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, she's still a woman. Yeah. Don't and... kink shame. We talked about this before, Phil. Don't kink shame. I know. Don't I'm just saying. <laughs> so she wanted to meet him and offer him uh, a contract with Lex. So she invites him to dinner. Basically, Lex Luthor is trying to win over uh, Superboy by appealing to his hormones by basically waving Supergirl's boobs in front of his yeah, face. Well, it fucking works. Yeah, really. He's like, yeah, I'll come. I'll and do whatever. And she's wearing this dress and she's like, you want to hang out? We can work together every day, right? And he's like, yeah. I'll do literally anything. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this goes back, back to why I talking about Supergirl being stupid because uh, she's like oblivious to this that looks like using her yeah. in this way. Like, what I don't get is—is is he actually like? So they they cloned Superman, but they made him into the body of a boy, including well, hormones. No, they said he was still growing, but the Newsboy Legion broke him out before yeah. he was fully. Newsboy Legion stopped uh, him before he could finish his development. Okay, yeah. so he's he's yeah. actually going through puberty. Yes, and uh, we, I was also pointing out uh, at one point Lois talks with Mom Pa Kent about how stupid piece of shit this Superboy is. And they say, like, it might be because, uh, like, the, the, the mom and pop can say, oh, our still never like that. We raised him better like that. And Lois like, uh, but, yeah, but you raised him. What if he didn't have your raising? What what if Superboy could do whatever he wanted? Like, he'd be a piece yeah. of shit. Like, you didn't raise him is what, yeah. they, what yeah. she says. And I think that's a really cool line. Like, yeah. you didn't raise this kid. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, some guy... Rex Leach. ...hires a hitman named Stinger, who's just Deadpool. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Rex Leach hires Stinger, or as Superboy calls him, Stinker. And so Superboy's like, yeah, I'll I'll sign on with Lex. And then yeah, they, they have a dinner together. Yeah. And Lex, he means to think this, I guess. But Superboy's like, oh, no, I'm supposed to meet Tana at my apartment. She's going to kill me. And Lex says, I hope not. I'll reserve that privilege for myself. And he doesn't <laughs> think that. He says it. I think, I think he's joking because like, I was your boss. I'll, uh, I'll, I thought as a joke as I was your boss. I'll be your because Tana's his boss now. Lex Luthor wants to have that privilege for himself. I, I think guess. it's a joke. But because of this whole story, we keep having Lex be like, I'm a hero. And then he thinks, actually, I'm a villain. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think he slipped up one time. Actually, I'm Lex Luthor. Not Lex Jr. Yeah. Speaking of that, there's a funny joke where uh, Lex Luthor turns to Superboy and he says, No, we have a lot in common, you and I. And Superboy's like, yeah, you're a clone too? And Lex Luthor's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, ha, ha, good one. Yeah. I am not a clone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then when Superboy gets to his apartment, he's renting Clark Kent's apartment, apparently. Yeah. And Rex Leach is there, the guy who hired that assassin. And he's like, I, too, have a blonde, busty daughter who's kissing you a lot. Sign my contract instead. And he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. And this guy, this guy works for Vincent Edgelord, by the way, too. Yeah. yeah. So now he's exclusively the property of Vincent Edgelord. Yeah, and then yeah. Tana, the reporter, is like, how could you do this? And he's like, shut up. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's like, she's like, uh, should we really be hiring supervillains to kill people? And he's like, yeah, I, we should. Like Tana has like more problems with this, but she, she she's worried about her job because she's just a nobody yeah. reporter at this point. And then yeah. and then comes my favorite joke in all of these comics. It's a what helicopter it? reporting on Superboy who's carrying a train. He's transporting an engine from legendary Metgo Railroad. So then people look up and they go, it's a bird. It's a train. Nah, it's <laughs> Superman. One of them anyway. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that, was that was a really like quick and clean setup to that joke yeah. too. I, I think uh, 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 Carl Kessel, the writer of the Superboy issues, he's a perfect fit for Superboy because he's he writes the most like Spider-Man-esque kind of He went on yeah. to write his ongoing for I think like 100 issues. He's a good wow. fit for it. Yeah. And so, at this point, the Stinger shows up and attacks Superboy, and he calls him Superboy, and it's the exact same thing that every time someone calls Marty McFly a chicken. Yeah, basically. Like, Who you call it Superboy? And they start fighting so hard that they destroy a whole bridge. Yeah. And Tana realizes, like, more, uh, Vincent Edgelord hired this guy just for news, and now, like, literally hundreds of people have been killed because of this. And, yeah. and while this is all happening, just to mention a plot that will become poor later, uh, now, uh, a, a public is introduced where an alien, sh big alien yellow ship is heading towards Earth, prepare and they're basically pretty clear that they're going to blow up fucking Earth. Yeah. Yep. All right, so the next issue occurs, and it takes place right after the, the bridge gets blown up, and it's Superboy and Supergirls trying to, like, uh, save as many lives as they can by, like, stopping all the cars that are falling off the bridge and then going into the water to see who survived. Yeah. 
and then Superboy breaks afterwards Superboy breaks the news to uh, Supergirl uh, I'm working with uh, GBS exclusively now fuck you and Lex. Uh, this is my favorite part about this when Lex finds out he's like wait he's technically only two days old these contracts can't be legally binding yeah. <laughs> I will tie him up in courts for years yeah. and I think that's such a funny idea yeah like I, I also I know I, I'm always harping on how bizarre this world is, but keep, what would a court system be like in a world with super with clones and clones and, and aliens, aliens and shapeshifters <laughs> being like, like I just it's I can't imagine a functioning legal system. I know that's that's why but I always find it interesting when it comes up like in stuff like Jessica Jones, like how do you prove yeah. mind control and shit like this? Yeah, no, yeah. really, it, it's it's bizarre because it's like I like society would like. I feel I feel like society couldn't handle it. That I, I'd want to read a story about that. Like, how do you make laws? Uh, there, there is a story. It's called Manhunter by Mark Andreco, and it's about it's like pretty long, and it's about what it's like to be a DA in this world. Oh, that sounds cool. That's interesting. It's really good. Um, so what else is potentially really cool for fans of Superman is back at the <laughs> Fortress of Solitude. There's this. It's called a regeneration matrix. It's like this. It's this big thing that the last son of Krypton gets his power from, since he can't stare at the sun. Yeah. And so that it starts to overload and crack, and then inside is oh, a Sixer Man, Superman, another <laughs> Superman. <laughs> but he's in like the um the Kryptonian guard with like the frills along the outside of the arm and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just wakes up and it's just like, all right, uh, tell me what's going on, and then they show the. They basically recap the story up to this point. For yep. the yeah. Basically. yeah, and he's like, wow, this isn't good. So then he has to figure <laughs> out something to do. And the the part I don't like the most is that this is, since this is the probably Superman, the, it's like this would have been a good uh, stinger to leave at the end of an issue, or this would have been like a, a good full page spread to do. But instead, yeah. it's just like in the middle of this issue. It's yeah, just like, and it doesn't come back for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good point. I really agree with that. It's just it's so strange for like such a like important character in this universe. And the story uh, starts in the middle of another story. The, like the issue ends opens with the fucking bridge uh, catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. So and it's, it's, it feels like so out of place. Just out of nowhere, in the middle of another story, introduce this. And as Ryan says, it cuts back to it, and then the the rest of the story is just about uh, Superboy. Yeah. So yeah. Superboy and Supergirl are flirting a whole bunch. And I always find it funny that it's the classic thing of where he can be really, like, um, uh, forward with his advances and she just brushes it aside. But the rest of the issue is actually about uh, Last Son of Krypton and Man of Steel. Oh, yeah. you're right. I am wrong. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> First is uh, Man of Steel is fighting a bunch of, of Toastmaster assholes again. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the last one, Krypton, flies down and basically burns the fuck out of a bunch of them, saying, like, okay, now they're dead, we can talk, and talk about you saying my name, Man Steel, fuck you. And Man Steel's like, dude, you just fucking burned that guy alive, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and he calls him a fraud, and he gets, uh, last time Krypton gets mad. He calls him an yeah. armor plead freak and punches him, and then they start just fighting through the city. Until Lois breaks it up. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what? Like, she, she makes the... <laughs> The Man of Steel uh, argument, where it's like, why are you fighting in a populated area? Like, Superman would know better than that. And Steel says, like, I can't believe I've done this. Like, this is terrible. I'm the opposite of Superman. Oh, fuck. I can't believe I've done this. <laughs> and Last Son even thinks, like, oh, wow, Steel is showing such res- remorse. Maybe, like, maybe I'm not honoring Superman. Maybe I'm not, like, the Superman I should be. Yeah, Ed, but this this piece treaty whatever you want to call it gets interrupted by uh, Superboy's lawyers Rex Leach's lawyers coming in and saying Superboy owns the rights to the Superman license you guys are being sued yeah you have to take the logo off your chest immediately and he burns the papers because he doesn't <laughs> he's like what I don't care about papers and then the gang <laughs> says burn him and he's like okay I will yeah, yeah so then Nancy's like wait you can't fucking murder a guy just for serving your papers what the fuck <laughs> he tries to fly off of him yeah, yeah. and then uh, yeah then they fly into space because because last time Krypton's like you you're not gonna live this yeah, yeah. your your is not that good man steel uh and surprise yeah. it is he flies all the way back down to earth and crashes and he's they crash alive. into Coast City yeah Coast which yeah. is Green Lantern City yeah which will be relevant yeah. soon. also fucking amazing how he can like <laughs> could Iron Man withstand falling from space <laughs> well he did in the uh, Avengers film yeah he doesn't from Avengers space movie. no yeah, yeah. he we flew to space to um uh to drop the bomb on aliens. At the end. Finale. He's in the portal. You're right. Yeah. 
So I, I, I assume it's the same because in that the way it is here, Man Steel says like I, I can hold on for now, for now, but like I, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of air and stuff like that. I think it's the same situation where they could do it for a little while, but eventually they're they're probably gonna die. They can hold on. Like like Tony Stark almost died in the movie because right. of that. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh my god, fucking watch these movies. I saw Avengers. <laughs> the only one I haven't seen was like uh, Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, that's the end of the issue, right? Yep. Yeah. So what happens next, Sly? So. Uh, so then uh, they crash in on uh, Host City, and it's a fucking big crater, and everyone's like, what the fuck was that? Oh, shit, it's a two-fucking servant. Oh, man, we're fucked. <laughs> and uh, man, Steel... They're fighting. Yeah, and, and Steel just fucks up Last Sun Krypton. Like, even though Last Sun Krypton it can fucking melt his armor, probably. Uh, but uh, basically, what <laughs> no, Steel... it's ha- made of unobtainium. It's yeah. fine. But what happens is Steel actually breaks his visor and just punches the shit out of his face. Like, fuck you, piece of shit, sir, man. You're not fucking sir, man. And Last Sun... I, like, I like slide jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say that was the, the fight going on in the background. Uh, uh, uh. And, uh, so basically, uh, land, last one, Krypton was like, "Oh fuck this, I'm flying off." Like, you, you go back to Metropolis, I'll take care of Coast City. Fuck you, Man Steel. Go, yeah. go, go help those people. Such a good sort man. And so Steel's like, oh, "You're right, man. Uh, you're right. I guess I'll go back to Metropolis." And, and Lex books him a flight. Yeah. So basically, Lex uh, is like. Like I'm such a good guy. I'm going to book him a flight. Like Supergirl thinks sees him booking the flight. He's like, oh, that's such a good guy. He's going to book this flight. But like, Supergirl's like that fucking dumb bitch. I'm f- I'm planning to ambush him. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. He's like, I'm a good guy. Just kidding. I'm evil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Lex Luthor. So basically, he teams up with um. He teams up with White Rabbit because basically he wants White Rabbit to kill and Lex and Man Steel to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And so basically, White Rabbit ambushes uh. Uh, Man of Steel at the with her uh, fucking like weird henchman Graham. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my. Oh, uh, we'll get Graham. So basically, first he takes out all the other guys, and just to clarify, M- Man of Steel took out all the other guys. He comes in. Yeah. 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 So Man, of Steel, so and just and Graham was throughout the entire story, just as like a guy. Yeah, and he basically was like, "Bunny, can I take him out, please? I want to, I want to take him out, please. I want to take out Man of Steel." And White Rabbit's like, "No, no, uh, uh, we have to save you for the end. Like, uh, you're my, you're my ace in the hole." And now he finally comes out, and he turns into a, uh, he basically uh, turns into the blob. He's just at the bar, basically, yes. So White Rabbit's like, save me, Graham. And Graham's like, yeah, I got to save you. And he fucking... A, like, two-story blob. <laughs> yeah, he just grows as a giant, huge, flat, fucking-ass blob. And he gets taken out almost immediately. Man, yeah. just, just blasts him up the stomach after all this hype, saying, man, I'm like, I can't wait to take him out, can't wait to take him out. Just... <laughs> and then he starts drinking gasoline for some reason. I don't know why. It's pretty funny, because he's he does seem like this like really pathetic, like chubby, like, neck beard who's always like, please, White Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Please, White Rabbit. He's, he's, he's he, a cuck, he, probably. <laughs> he's a, and, and his power is to just be fat. A yeah. fat, blobby cuck. Yeah, so, then after, then uh, he starts drinking the gasoline saying, you wait, I'll, after I drink this gasoline, I'll be super powerful. And she's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. He just grabs White Rabbit and flies away. And then he forces her to take him to the warehouse where they're making the Toastmasters. And she's like, yeah, this is the warehouse where we make Toastmasters. Sucker, and it turns out to be an ambush where all machines come alive, and he gets trapped into a uh, mechanical vise. And she's like, "You fucking moron! Uh, this is my old uh, where- Toastma- Toastmaster warehouse. I have a better one. You're gonna die now. Fucking eat shit. I'm gonna put this bomb here. Now you're gonna die." <laughs> Fuck you. you really. <laughs> but then, uh, uh, Man Steel. One thing I love it, when heroes do this, where uh, they're being crushed by something, and they're like, "No, I can't let that happen." And he just fucking. Uh, forces the vise open and basically starts tearing apart the whole entire building by himself. Wait, so you do like shonen anime? In, in this extent, yes. <laughs> you do, so I don't lie. Maybe I do. I like, I like when the villain is crushing this person and they're like, through sheer willpower, they're like, no! But it's, but it's so cool when like, like, there's a Sam, Samson effect where a character's just like, fuck this, and he's not going to break what he's holding. He breaks everything around him and just fuck everything. So basically just like Samson kills all the fucking people that are holding prisoner, he kills the white rabbit in his fucking... Uh, uh, destruction, and now uh, Lex is like, I win. White Rabbit said, "Fuck everything." Uh, now I get the Toastmasters, <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, and before uh, White Rabbit died, she was gloating, saying, uh, "It's a shame because Lex Luthor uh, wanted to kill himself or something like that." And afterwards, Steel is like, "Wait, I guess that means Lex Luthor is evil." I realized something that Supergirl still hasn't realized after years <laughs> yeah. of dating. Him. So St- Luthor knows Steel's real name now, yeah. and Steel knows Luthor is evil. Yeah. And that ends uh, the, uh, where we're cutting off because there's no real transition from Rain into the actual Transfer Man, but we're designating this it is, here. This is a pretty... Everyone's well-established. Yeah, he basically already returned yeah. Yeah. to not much fanfare. He's just like, oh, what's happening? I'm, I'm Superman. Yeah. So are you guys excited for part two? Uh, I'm I am. looking forward to seeing how it resolves. 
Part two is amazing, I think. Yeah, I'm super into it. I think while I was reading this, I really did feel like there were too many Supermen. Like, as cool as Man of Steel is, I he really could have just been uh, his own character. He didn't need to have the Superman logo emblazoned on his chest. Like, he, he really could have been just his person and, like, Bibbo personified Superman's. That's, that's kind of what they do now. Uh, now, like, the Steel movie with Shaq, which I always mention. When did person. that come out? I, have, I didn't know that was a thing. 1997. I never heard of this. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, Shaq uh, made this movie in 1997, and it's unrelated to... Um, a surrender. It was just, it was, it was just uh, the Toastmasters and Steel fighting them. Is it good? No, 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 no. Like how quickly he had to warn you. It's not. I assumed it wasn't because it's a fucking '90s Shaq. Movie. Just, just explain the. I want to explain the finale. Finale of the movie, basically. No the, spoilers. I, I, it's fucking hilarious. So the finale of, the, of Steel the movie is basically the whole movie. Uh, Shaq like always throws like cups into. Uh, trash bags and stuff like that basically and he always misses saying oh, I could never make the free throws and then the ending is somebody throws a grenade into the room he's in locks the room and Steel's like oh no I have to make a free throw I can't do it <laughs> and then the, his, his psych is like no Steel you can do it you can make a free throw and he throws he throws the the grenade into one tiny hole to, to get the grenade out of the room and he says I did it Kobe I made a free throw tell me how my house tastes <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's funny how Anything Shaq does besides basketball, he's really bad at. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth watching if you want to laugh, because it's a pretty funny movie. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I, I like the legacy aspect of Steel. I think it's cool. I agree. I, I like heroes being inspired by other heroes and having, like, a like, like... I'm fine with them being inspired, but, like, it was so obviously done because they wanted to have four Supermen instead yeah, of, Yeah, like, but I, I think having him be the most heroic is a nice uh, twist. I also find them all unique enough and yeah. interesting enough to be engaging. Mm, I, I feel like... The, I, I was just thinking, because this was ten comics overall, and I was just feeling like if, I, if it was ten comics about two characters, it would have been a bit more interesting than spreading out between... For or like ha- having so much about the Toastmasters, I I, li- I love the scope and I love that each one's have- handling a completely different but large issue. Superboy's story is about Tana Moon and her being stuck at this corrupt news organization. Uh, Man is about Toastmasters. Uh, Steel, uh, the most mysterious one is a cyborg, and the last one, Krypton, is basically about him uh, toasting people and his moral struggle. That I th- I like the scope and the way they handle each story. I think it's very ambitious, and I think it pulls it off a lot better than it has any right to. I, that's the best way to describe it, in my opinion. I, I'll, I'll have to see how it concludes, then. So, all this talk of Superboy reminds me of an email we got. Yeah. Do you remember Never Enough, the guy who gave us the Onomatopoeia reboot and then never talked to us again? Yeah. He, he, he sent us an email, and the subject is Superboy, what is it, 54? It's some issue number. And the email just says, Fat Superboy. And I googled it, and it is indeed a cover with Superboy that is fat on it. <laughs> so, thank you for that email. <laughs> thank you for your contribution to our podcast. Yeah. So we're going to be finishing up the Death and Return of Superman next week. Hope you guys are fucking stoked. Yeah! In the meantime, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. And as always, us and other great shows like... Who should we talk about this week? Let's talk about Square Roots. Square Roots is almost done with Final Fantasy X. Listen to them. And also, Phil's episode of Comrade Radio came out. And I just released an extra episode on the Comrade Radio feed where me and Owen from Classic Schmassic talked about a book written by Thomas Jane, the actor who played the Punisher. And it was very bad. So check it out. I'm curious about that. <laughs> it was something. It was called Bad Planet, the best title I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, check all that stuff out at ComradeRadio.com. Well, thank you guys for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been good. Actually, I've been evil. <laughs> I've been Graham the Blob. I've been Vincent Edgelord. And I've been the Guardian protecting you from that murderer right behind you. <laughs> Stay in continuity. The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Comraderadio.com Independent Podcasting Network.